Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. On the last episode of Crushing the Clock, we were able to talk with Jenny Blake, who is the author of the new book, Free Time. And so today I wanted to take just a couple minutes, this will be a shorter episode, just take a couple minutes to kind of just to share a couple of the takeaways that I had from a couple of the points in the book. And so I just want to take a look at just kind of the overall framework that she shares in the book, The Free Time Framework. And it's three stages, basically. So you have the align and design and assign. And so going through these three stages to be able to set up your work, your business, to be able to accomplish the things that need to get done, it helps uh, be able to get everything, well, as the first one says there, get everything aligned, get uh, yourself in line with your business, get everyone that's on your team in line with each other so that you're all going the same direction, not necessarily doing the same thing per se, as far as the tasks are concerned, but you're all going the same direction. You all have the same purpose and goal in what you're accomplishing. And there's a whole bunch of different pieces underneath a line, getting everything in place. Some of that we talked about in the last episode, actually with Jenny. So you definitely want to go back and listen to that episode if you have not yet done that. And then uh, the second part of that is design. So that's where you're actually crafting the business the way that it needs to be crafting your schedule with your business to be able to get everything the way it needs to be and so it's it's like putting all the different pieces together, evaluating all the things that need to get done and who needs to do it, why it needs to get done, and all the different pieces that are involved in that part of it. And then the last part of it is assign. So that's when you're going to start really actually implementing it with the team and uh, you're doing parts of delegation and assigning things to people and putting everything into action at that point. And so being able to kind of do that. So some of the different takeaways that I got from some of these stages is she talks in one chapter about energy and working with the energy that you have. And so we all have some different stages as far as like when during the day are we most alert and have the highest energy. And so there's some people that are Uh, have the higher energy in the morning. There's some people that have higher energy in the middle of the day, some people at the end of the day. So we hear the terms like early bird and night owl and different things like that. And there's all kinds of different uh, studies and uh, tests and things like that you can do to try to figure that out. But the simplest thing is you can just kind of look at your own life and kind of evaluate. Maybe you have to take a a week or so to be able to kind of really evaluate um, on purpose the energy that you have as you go through the day and be able to then figure out when 
you work best and when is the best time for you to be able to schedule various activities because the amount of energy that you have should determine the type and quantity of work that you do. If you have low energy, you don't want to be doing work that involves a lot of concentration and decision making, the more complex things like that. You don't want that. You want to try to save the tasks that are um, menial for um, a lack of a better term in my head at the moment things that are a little more repetitive, things that uh, just kind of need to get done, but they don't require as much mental focus and attention per se. And so kind of balancing your energy, figuring out where that is for you. And um, of course, some of that also ties in with your sleep and what you eat and how you exercise and different things like that affect the energy that you have. And so I can't remember at the moment how much she goes into all of those pieces, but those are pieces that we've talked about on this podcast in uh, various episodes. And so it's something to really think about as far as the energy that it takes for you to be able to do the different things that you need to do. So another takeaway is to embrace imperfection. And I love this idea of embracing imperfection because I am a recovering perfectionist and I never really thought of it or admitted it for a long time about my perfectionist tendencies. And so I tend to hold myself to very high standards. And as a result, I also hold other people to higher standards than I probably should, like my kids and sometimes coworkers and things like that. And so I need to learn, first of all, in myself, but then also in others as things are delegated to embrace imperfection. And so uh, I've heard several different things through the years. And so one phrase or quote that I've heard is something like 80% done is better than waiting for to try to get 100% when you don't actually get it accomplished. So aim for being able to get it basically good enough and be able to kind of move on from that point. And obviously we should strive to do the best that we can. We shouldn't uh, like get lazy. We shouldn't settle for less than what we can do, but there's no reason that we need to like, like have unrealistic expectations of ourselves in the different things that we're accomplishing. And so embrace the imperfection and start learning how to get things to the state of being done, not necessarily perfect. And then you can make improvements from that point. There's a lot of things where we can kind of get it to an 80% point, call it done, move on, and then we can even come back later and then make some of those minor adjustments and things like that to make improvements on that to get that closer to that 100%. But embracing that imperfection is a very good thing. Then the third thing that I have here as a takeaway is nonlinear breakthroughs. And so this is kind of uh, playing on the idea of not just a, a linear kind of structure would be one plus one equals two, two plus two equals four. And so just a, a standard structure like that, nonlinear would kind of impo impose the idea where you can be able to put forth 
X amount of effort, but you get an exponential result from that. And so instead of doing two plus two, you're doing like two plus whatever. So if you put like two hours of work into something and you get two hours worth of work in the end on a linear level, if you were to put two hours of work in with the right ingredients, so you have the right energy, you have the right things in place, you can be able to potentially be able to get four to six to eight hours of work in the results done in that two hours. And so being able to find these ways of being able to get nonlinear breakthroughs in the things that you're doing is a very helpful thing. And so she goes into several things in the book about that um, as well. So definitely check that out. Um, A fourth thing is something that we've talked about in several other episodes too. And that is the idea of time blocking and what she calls baking in batches. So doing things in batches. So you're getting similar tasks grouped together. So a lot of times when I do like, for an example, the recording of these podcasts, uh, a lot of times I'll have a time when I'm doing the interviews and those will be at a certain time. But then when I do, uh, I tend to do the clips for like the introduction and things like that. I do those at a separate time. And what I like to try to do is try to take a couple of those and record them at the same time. And that overall, that saves me time, saves me energy, because once I get to recording, I can get in kind of like a recording mode. So I have my pieces out. I notify my kids so that hopefully they're uh, not running around and making a whole bunch of noise, different things like that. And so then I can sit there and I can record several of them in a row. So instead of getting the setup done and then I'm doing recording for five minutes, I can get it set up and I can record for 15 or 20 minutes and I can get several episodes done that way. Just kind of batching and getting it all together as opposed to, so I might be recording for five minutes, but maybe it takes five minutes for all the setup and everything. And so if I do just one, that'll be 10 minutes of my time. Whereas if I do five minutes of setup and then five minutes for each episode, I can get four episodes done in 25 minutes, as opposed to if I were to scatter them out, it'd be a total of 40 minutes. I don't know the exact timing of all those uh, pieces, but that's just an example. So doing some uh, batching like that helps be able to get those similar tasks done. Um, Like if you're doing creative work, if you're doing some writing things, if you're, because you can get in a mode of writing and you're in a creative mode, doing several tasks that involve that creative mode helps you be able to flow better than if you're switching back and forth between like a creative thing and then you're going into an editing mode and then you're going into whatever just uh doing some menial tasks and you're bouncing around that way it's a different headspace and just mentally you're having to make some switches plus there's probably physical switches that you're having to make you're having maybe to go to a different location or different setup or something like that and so or especially like if you're working with somebody else if you if you have like several things you need to do with that person try to get them all done in that same time frame so that's another way of being able to batch but the idea of time blocking is to where you put it on your calendar ahead of time And then you try to protect that time 
so that you can make sure to be able to get the things done that need to get taken care of. And so, and planning that ahead of time. And so I know that we've talked about that uh, several times. We talked about it um, back in one of the early episodes with um, Jeff Woods, uh, who is the host of the One Thing podcast. He's the uh, VP over uh, the uh, the company with the, the One Thing. And so he talked a lot about uh, some of those pieces as well. And so we have energy, we have embracing the imperfection, we have nonlinear breakthroughs, we have time blocking and baking in batches. And then the last takeaway I wanted to mention was automating what you repeat. And this is one of the things that I sometimes struggle with, actually, because I tend to, I guess, uh, probably tie it in with my perfectionist aspects there is I like to kind of have my hands in on the different things and uh, controlling it basically. Um, but being able to learn how to put things into automation, whether it is a digital automation with a uh, computer or online uh, software or something to that effect, or um, there's even probably some analog ways that you can be able to automate some different things as well. And so some examples that um, I've worked with, um, or that, uh, some people that I, some of my clients, uh, work with is, uh, like embracing the, uh, the automation systems that are built into like, um, Google drive and things like that, because you can have it set to where you have a folder on your computer hard drive and that can sync automatically with Google drive and, uh, Dro Dropbox and some of these others have a similar thing. So you just have to move it to that folder and it automatically uploads it to a folder in Google drive. And then it becomes available, um, anywhere basically that you have an internet access and there's also other tools that you can be able to uh, use such as zapier or something like that that is a, a a tool where it integrates different software and you can be able to tell it that when this particular action happens then to do this other action uh so like you can have it to where it's like when i um when someone schedules for example, using a scheduling link, um, they can uh, go to that, use that scheduling link and they can book a time to talk with me whenever they use that link and they schedule that time, I can have a Google Doc automatically created and have some information automatically filled out in that document so that um, like if it's uh, for a meeting or uh, like meeting with a potential client or something like that, I can be able to have some information already in a Google Doc and I can pull up to Google Doc, have that information available and I can be able to uh, type in some notes from that point. So it's a stage of automation that automatically kind of creates something in that um, in that regard. And so there's a lot of different things that you can be able to do to automate. And uh, basically her concept that she is mentioning there um, in the, in the title of the chapter, I think it is, is automate what you repeat. So if there's ever any time that you do something more than one time, look at how you can be able to automate it. And so, uh, so if you do find yourself doing a task, um, more than once, if you're doing it multiple times, especially if you're like realizing, oh, I do this every single day or I do this multiple times a day, 
it might be something that you can be able to automate to where you don't have to do it anymore. And that can save you time, can save you um, energy and mental bandwidth and things like that. Now, as a word of caution, perhaps, I have seen some of those uh, things not work the way that they should, uh, like with the syncing of Google Drive. Um, I've had one that client I mentioned, I've had it happen to where he put it into that folder and then something happened to where it stopped syncing, either where he closed his computer or the internet access dropped off or something. Maybe something happened in the background or whatever, and it didn't actually sync to Google Drive. And so then there was a, um, a gap there as far as like the next step in the process. And so the me or whoever it was, wasn't able to get that uh, file that was supposed to be automatically uploaded. And so uh, it, it created a a conflict there and work that that had to be done. And so, um, so there, there's an element of when you put things into automation uh, that, there may be some upkeep that may need to be done or maybe just some uh, double checking after the fact, like if it's supposed to automatically up- update things, maybe just take a quick second a uh, little bit later to make sure that it actually happened. Um, so something to that effect, um, but automation can still save you a whole lot of time and heartache and headache and be able to get things done um, in that fashion. And so, so anyway, so, Again, I would definitely highly recommend getting the book Free Time by Jenny Blake. I'll try to have a link to the book in the show notes as well. So you can be able to jump over and grab that either uh, um, a Kindle version or a physical book. Or uh, I, I really like listening to audio books. And so you can get it on Audible. And so make sure I have a link there. You can be able to get uh, to that. And so I would definitely, uh, highly encourage being able to get that. And this can apply for uh, a lot of different scenarios too. I should have maybe mentioned this up front, but, the the principles that are in here, she's directing it toward people that are like entrepreneurs. They have a business, they have maybe a small team that they're working with. Uh, but it also applies even, in some ways to, if you have just a regular, uh, I say regular, uh, corporate job where you're not the boss, you're just an employee. Uh, there's things that you can be able to, uh, apply there. There's things you can apply in a, in your home life, uh, with your family and different things like that, or maybe with uh, a school or, or whatever, there's different things you can be able to apply this to. And so a lot of great information. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.